Young, back to throw. In trouble, he's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs, gets away again, goes to the 40, gets away again, to the 35, cuts back at the 30, to the 20, the 50, the 10. He dies. Touchdown, 49ers. What's up, 49ers faithful? We are back with a special draft version of the 49ers WebZone No Huddle podcast. I am Zane Nackby. With me, as always, Levin Black and Rob Stats Carrera. We got some reactions for you after the first round. The Niners had two picks uh, tonight as the recording of the show. And let's just get into it, guys. Um, the first pick was uh, was traded uh, down one slot to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 13 to 14. And Javon Kinlaw was that pick. Uh, you know, let's just dive right into it. Like, what do you guys think? The, the Kinlaw pick, it wasn't surprising. I did say earlier this week that of all the rumored picks to be had around that area, Kinlaw was the one that I would feel most underwhelmed with. Not because I don't necessarily like the pick, but just getting a defensive tackle, it's a little underwhelming when you already have a great defensive line. So that what that was kind of my reaction. I was kind of like, eh. and I did want them to take Judy. I didn't expect Judy to make it there. I do think, and I've said before on this podcast that I think Judy is a true like once every decade or so wide receiver prospect. And from that standpoint, it's disappointing. But overall, I was okay with the Kinlaw pick, just not not uh, as exciting as it could have been. Man, I really like does this team know that they don't have to pick a D lineman in the first round? Like <laughs> I know they made another pick, but like uh, I just I'm a little tired of it. I'm frustrated because I feel like you had a great defensive lineman into DeForest Buckner. And if the 49ers get lucky, Kinlaw will be as good as Buckner was. And I know he's a lot cheaper than Buckner. I get that. But I just, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to get excited about this. I, I thought that they could have gone other directions. I did not want them to, to go D-line. I really wanted them to go O-line, to be honest with you. But, you know, I have to have a little faith. The regime has has made some very good picks, so we'll see. Yeah, and the way that the board was falling, like it was interesting to see this all unfold. You had three quarterbacks go in the top six. You had then a run on tackles, and then you had there were no trades. We were we were expecting mm-hmm. the Broncos to probably trade up to number ten uh, with the Browns and try to get a receiver, and all of a sudden these guys start sliding, and and you get to. Um, it was it was uh, Jacksonville and they they get they get CJ Henderson so you're like okay the Browns are on the clock what are they going to do are they going to trade what are they going to do so at number ten they they ended up staying there and, and picked up what was it Becton right um, and at that point you're looking okay the Jets are probably go one of these receivers and the run on receivers is going to start but then the Jets also go O line and Jets at, took Becton they took Brown. Becton the yeah, Browns, Browns took Wills they, that's right Wills and Becton went back to back so Wills Wills went and then Becton went. And then after that, I'm like, okay, like these guys are sliding. So we'll see what happens with the Raiders. Raiders, obviously not surprisingly took rugs. And uh, after that, then the Niners were on the clock and I'm like, okay, this is great. You've got a bunch of guys here that, uh, that are worthy of this pick. There'll be people calling for this pick. I'm okay with the trade down and you can get some capital. So they did trade down and John Lynch maneuvered it, finessed it again great move to trade down one pick to get an extra fourth round pick, which is fantastic. I was like, all right, cool. They're back in the, in the middle rounds now. And I was like, all right, you can get CD lamb or Jerry Judy at that point. And to me, like I, I had projected CD lamb to be with the Niners. And I was like, he'd be a great fit in cash cannon system with the, with all his yak ability. But I'm like, I had a feeling earlier today, I tweeted this out too, that 
I'm like, they're going to do something that some people won't like, and they'll probably like draft Ken law or something like that. And like the Niners Niners Twitter will have a meltdown. So that's exactly what happened as we know. And I'm with you guys. Like it wasn't terribly overwhelming, but I'm like, okay, now you have to go wide receiver with the second pick, whether you're, you're picking at 31 or you're trading out of the first round, you're forced to do that at that point. And to me, I wouldn't have picked Ken law. He was like the last of my kind of top tier sort of picks. I thought that having a wide receiver like Jerry Judy would be great because he's number one. You don't have any number ones in this offense besides Kittle, but he's a tight end. You don't have any number one receivers. So they made the pick. I was terribly overwhelmed. Uh, I'm sorry, underwhelmed because I felt like it was a lateral move because you traded Buckner away and then you immediately fill him with somebody that's cheaper and to me less talented because I think DeForest Buckner was all world to me. And really Kinlaw had the one good season and he's got a ton of potential and I'm happy that at least they filled a hole, but I didn't think they needed to do it right there. So uh, Kinlaw was a pick. Then we kind of sat around and I don't know what were you guys, what were you guys thinking after that? As you saw Judy come off the board with the next pick of the Broncos and then lamb come off the board uh, with the Cowboys. Oh, I yeah. was just sit- sitting there kind of hoping that Jefferson or Pittman would fall to 31. It wasn't on my radar that the Niners would trade up until I saw both Rieger and Jefferson going back-to-back picks with one of them being a trade-up by another team. At that point, I thought, mm, if the Niners are really high on either Ayuk or Pittman, which were the only two I saw as a potential first-round pick for the Niners left at wide receiver, I thought if they're really high on one of those, they could be looking to get up to guarantee they get that guy. I think that that back-to-back picks of Jefferson and Rieger kind of forced to their hand and is why they wanted to trade up, which is a little shocking. I mean, the Niners came into this draft with two first-round picks and none in the second, third, or fourth. The one thing I thought was a lock was that they would come away with at least a second, third, or fourth-round pick through a trade down. And while they did, but then they traded that fourth-round pick right away again. So now we're back to that same situation. But overall. I don't think it's it, it's that bad of a result, but the Ayuk pick, I especially the more the more I look into it, the more I like it. I was wanting Pittman after they made the pick. I went back and I I, I read what I wrote when I broke down all the different wide receivers about a month ago. Um, and what I wrote about Ayuk was that he has crazy high upside, and the main thing is is that right away what he brings is a phenomenal returner. And that's something that I think is going to be an interesting development in this that nobody's touching on as of the recording is that Richie James Jr.'s roster spot probably just got took because Ayuk is a great returner. I think he averaged like 31 yards a kick return and did uh, 16 yards a punt return. So that means he's a dominant returner. I don't think Richie James has a roster spot left. What do you think? I don't think they were really super high on James, so I wouldn't be surprised if he lost his roster spot. Here's what I think. I think the 49ers have spent way too many draft picks on wide receivers for far too little production. Mm-hmm. If you add it up, if you go back, Pettis, Ayuk, Debo, Hurd, Sanders, Richie James, Taylor, that's 10 draft picks on seven guys. And we all agree going into this draft, wide receiver was an issue for the 49ers. Well, guess what? It still is. And 10 draft picks they've spent now on these guys. So he has to produce. Like that's, 
they cannot keep investing this much draft capital in this position. Hopefully he does, but uh, I'm frustrated right now. And, and to be honest, sometimes I think Kyle Shanahan gets tunnel vision for the guys that he likes. And, you know, Joe Williams is coming to my mind. You know, he's pounding the table for Joe Williams. He never even played. So we'll see how it turns out, but they have to start getting these wide receivers right. Zane, let me throw this at you. It's a stat here about AIC. And it tells me why I think Shanahan wanted this pick. And I do think this is a Shanahan pick. AIC averaged 10.9 yards after the catch last season in college. What do you think about that in a Shanahan offense? I think that, first of all, I, I, I remember seeing that. Did you post on Twitter? Somebody, somebody posted on Twitter, and it's actually more than, than Ruggs averaged after the catch. So uh, to me, like we all, we all said that when we did the last show that Kyle Shannon has a type, a certain type of receiver that he likes, and he looks for certain qualities in receiver and Yak was one of them. And Ayuk is very well fits in the mold of what Kyle Shanahan wants. Like, look, he's a Debo clone. That's essentially what he is. He has very similar measurables besides the wingspan. The wingspan is ridiculous. He has the same wingspan as Calvin Johnson, basically. So this guy's like built like just like Gumby, basically. And uh, I think that's going to work in his favor. But the, the issue that I have is the same thing that stats is, is, is had just pointed out is that you have so much capital invested in trying to get the wide receiver position right. And you still haven't got it right. Like Kyle Shanahan to me has been iffy at best at judging wide receiver talent. And not all of it's his fault because Jalen Hurd and Trent Taylor got hurt and you can't do that. But Pettis was a miss. Um, Richie James, I mean, that was a seventh round pick, so you can't really say, but like they, they have to get that position right. Because look, you've invested a lot of money in that quarterback. And you don't know what you have in him yet. Yes, they went to the Super Bowl. And yes, Jimmy was really, really good last year at times. But he's still developing. He has one full season as a starter, quarterback, a starting quarterback in the NFL. And if you want him to develop the, the right way, you have to get, them, get him the tools around him to, to be able to do that. And yes, Kittle is there. But I'm talking about the, the wide receiver position. Because what happened in the Super Bowl, Kittle got locked up. And your wide receivers had, had to be able to do something. And they couldn't. So the Ayuk pick, is I, I totally see the fit. I'm really excited about the yak. I'm really excited about the athletic ability he's going to bring and have to have, uh, I think I said it last year to, to clone Debo and be able to have him in this offense would be awesome. And you essentially did that. You got two Debo's now in this offense. It's going to be fun to see them working underneath and a lot of slant passes, a lot of short stuff, a lot of quick hitting things that'll, that'll be really cool to see them run with the ball with. But at the end of the day, like you don't have a number one in the wide receiver group. You don't. You've got a bunch of number twos and a bunch of like Kendrick Bourne's a three. Uh, Pettis may struggle to make the roster. Marquise Gordon's getting traded and Trent Taylor's a slot guy. Like you don't have a guy like a Jerry Judy or a CD lamb who has a, who has potential to be like a number one guy. Ayuk was at the second tier of those receivers. So this is where my frustration lies, guys. You're sitting there at 14. You had your fourth round pick. You're back in the game. Like, like Levin, you just said. Um, and lamb and Judy are sitting there on the board. And you pass them up and you draft Kinlaw. Okay, fine. That, that you, you had that, you created that need by training Buckner because you can afford him. That's fine. To me, like, I, to be honest, that's just like a very cheap move to me. That's why I didn't like it. When looking at Kinlaw's body of work, I like, I like the player. I, I think that he'll be a really good fit. But you draft Kinlaw. Then you feel the need to take a receiver. So you don't go with Pittman or anybody like that. You, you trade three picks to, draft Ayuk 
And one of them was a swap, but it's still a traded pick. When you could have stayed at 14, drafted Lamb or Judy, waited till the end of round one at number 31, and basically either drafted Ross Blacklock, Raekwon, or basically traded back into the top of round two and, and done the same thing. You didn't have to do all of that to get your D tackle and receiver. That's my point. Well, the only point I got left at this point is I don't see the Niners sitting out the second, third, and fourth rounds. They're getting back in some way. I hope it's not trading a future pick. It could be a Brita, a Goodwin trade. But if it takes a future pick, I do see the Niners making that. I don't see them sitting out all the mid-rounds in this deep draft. But that's all I got left in terms of first night reaction. They yeah. better not sit out the middle rounds. I'll tell you that. Like they, <laughs> You've got too many expendable guys. Goodwin, Brita, Coleman. There's guys that they can move for not like super Solid. high picks, but but you can get in there. Trade him for a bag of cats. Uh, <laughs> you can get in there somewhere, and you have to because you need young, cheap talent. Yeah, I agree. And the the frustration for me lies in this: is that Levin, they had that fourth round pick, Levin and stats. Like they had that pick, and you didn't have to trade it away. You could have literally, like Jerry Judy fell into your lap, CD Lamb fell into your lap, and God knows how their careers were, are going to turn out. Like I, I was telling Levin uh, before this uh, this recording that you can't judge a class in April. I'm just, I'm the, the frustration I have is that it's very odd the way that they conducted business in this draft because you had the best receiver fall to you and you passed on him for, I don't know, like the best defensive tackle. So to me, like the trade off, and I'm not, I'm not a GM, I'm not the coach, like they know the best, right? But to me, I would much rather have been way better in the receiver room and slightly worse in the, in the D tackle room than the other way around. Because again, their thing is that they need to be able to build around Jimmy. Like drafting a defensive tackle is not going to help Jimmy progress. Uh, and they subsequently did the Ayuk thing anyway. So I think that they, that they addressed that. So yeah, it's only the first night. Um, I'm with you, Levin. They're going to do something to get back into the, the middle rounds. It's frustrating because they, they were back in the middle rounds. They traded that pick away. Um, got, I think, a little bit desperate to get Ayuk after those two receivers went right back to back before that. But I, I just think that it's a very odd way to start a draft. Um, they needed to get two impact players and they got two players. Are they impact players? We'll see. Um, but I don't know. Stats, what do you think? I think part of me says, relax, have faith. You know, have faith in Shanahan and Lynch. And part of me is like, a lot of their draft picks have not been that great. And they've hit on some fifth rounders for sure, but some of them have been pretty bad. So as much as I'm tempted to give them the benefit of the doubt because the season last year was so good, just the reptile part of my brain is in full attack mode, and um, I'm not as happy as I thought I was going to be at the end of tonight. Well, all yeah. I can say is wide receivers are a riskier pick, and with Kinlaw sitting there, I, I know it's tough to say, for, especially to Niner fans, because it's what was said about Solomon Thomas, but Kinlaw was a safe, reliable pick that you mm-hmm. know is going to be able to contribute, if not start right away. And we you, don't know in that. such a deep wide receiver class, you can get a guy that has nearly as good of a chance of succeeding as the guy you could have gotten at 14. Meanwhile, the fall off at defensive tackle was much steeper. That That's the counterpoint to that. I don't know if I necessarily agree because I think Judy was a special prospect, but that's the counterpoint to it. And we should say this is only after round one. We are planning a podcast for later this week where we react to the full draft, and we'll know more then. It might be they get back into the second, third, or fourth round and get something that appeases the issues we have right now. 
All right. Well, any uh, last thoughts before we sign off for uh, this episode? I'm ready for bed. I live on the East Coast. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, guys. (laughs) So thank you all for uh, listening to the special episode of the 49ers Web Zone Know How to Podcast 2020 Draft Edition. We'll be back with another episode for you guys with uh, the conclusion of the 2020 draft. So uh, enjoy the rest of the draft. Stay healthy. Stay safe, everybody.